0: Together, growing in faith, changing communities in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I would like us to reflect on the second book of Samuel, chapter 12, verses 1 to 17. In those days, the Lord sent Nathan to David. He came to him and said to him, There were two men in a certain city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one legally ewe lamb, which he had bought, and he brought it up, and it grew up with him and with his children. It used to eat of his morsel, and drink from his cup, and lie in his bosom. And it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveller to the rich man, and he was unwilling to take one of his own flock or herd, to prepare for the waferer, who had come to him, but he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, But you are the man, my Lord. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from your house, because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes, and give them to your neighbor. And it shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you've been utterly scorned, you've utterly scorned the Lord, the child that is born to you shall die. Then Nathan went to his house, and David, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became sick. David, therefore, besought God for the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him from the ground, but he will not, nor did he eat any food with them. It's an interesting reading. You remember the story of David and Bathsheba. You remember how David lay with Uriah's uh, wife and therefore uh, David probably must have felt uh, guilty and he wanted to cover up his sin and he orchestrated the death of Uriah and so the Lord must have been displeased with that because he goes to to Nathan and he asked him to go and confront David But I'm very fascinated by the analogy, the story that Nathan gives. That there are two men. One was rich, he had everything. And there was a poor man who had nothing but one lamb who loved this lamb, did everything for the lamb, took uh, took care of the lamb and fed the lamb. And there was this traveller, Who came in, and when the traveler came in, this man wanted something for the lamb. And so the rich man stole from the poor man. And as he stole from the poor man, he took that which was not necessarily his. Taking that which was not his surprises David. Infuriates him. Makes him angry. But has that changed? Not necessarily. The rich. Become richer. The poor. Become poorer. And there are. Many reasons for that. I mean I look at. The country. South Africa. How certain. Politicians have enriched themselves at the expense of the poor. How people in government who had promised to alleviate and to protect and to empower the poor have enriched themselves at the expense of the poor. But I also look at some capitalists who have driven the poor to abject poverty while they themselves have enriched themselves with so much. It is sad to realize the gap between the poor and the rich. It is sad to realize that there is enough food for everybody, enough resources for everybody. A typical example, look at the land issue in South Africa. It is still owned by the minority. And there are multitudes of people who have nothing. And nobody seems to care. How much food is wasted. And those who waste it don't care. How much resources are available and yet there's so much poor who are marginalised. I'm, I'm moved by the story. But then the Lord is, is angry at David. Angry for what he has done. And the Lord punishes David. And David is, is 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 sorry, is aware, is remorseful because of what he has done. And the difference between some of us and David is that he acknowledges his sin and he changes. Some of us know what we are doing, and we probably are not ready to change. The poor becomes poorer, the rich becomes richer, we exploit them, we use them, and we throw them. But what is at the core of Christianity? What is at the core of our faith? If it is not about alleviating pain, if it is not at making other people's lives better, That is what I also find a challenge to our Christian faith. That our Christian faith can be so rich in theology and we fail to apply this theological concept in our day-to-day life. I feel that the church also needs to be an agent of change in society. Our faith in God should move us to respect the other person, should move us to help the other person. The church of Christ must always be found amongst its people, poor and rich alike. That's what we are called to become. That's what we are called to do. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.